Voice of Fintech. Welcome to Voice of Fintech, a podcast mapping out Swiss and European fintech scene, aiming to inspire entrepreneurs to launch their new ventures and connect them with incubators, accelerators, business angels and VCs, and incumbents interested in partnerships. There are many potential entrepreneurs that are thinking about launching their new ventures, but many don't know where to start. Voice of Fintech will help you navigate Fintech ecosystem so you can get started more easily. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by Matthias, who is the head of startup enablement at Digital Switzerland and we are at Kraftwerk in Zurich. Welcome, Matthias. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and your team? Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here. As you mentioned, yeah, I'm leading the startup enablement at Digital Switzerland. We are a team of 15 people now. Uh, grew quite a lot in the last couple of days or years, I would say. And um, what I'm doing or what's my background. So I, I came from business. I studied at the University of St. Gallen, bachelor and master, then worked at, at Migros for a couple of years. There I really experienced the corporate side and what it means to work in a in a company that has around 100,000 employees and moved to different angles of the companies and it's really broad. So I've been to the first entrepreneur team, been in Kickstarter Accelerator when it uh, launched and experienced how startups and corporates sometimes really don't understand each other or really work in two different worlds. This is what fascinated me and that's why I moved on and stayed in this in this area and that's why I ended up at Digital Switzerland now. Okay, so many people in Switzerland heard about Digital Switzerland and some of them have seen your events, especially at the Hauptbahnhof uh, or the uh, main train station in Zurich. But uh, can you explain to people who don't, don't know anything about it, what does that mean? What, what does Digital Switzerland do? The idea behind it or why we initiated it was really, we, we have a lot of these big, big um, Silicon Valley, Tel Aviv, um, Berlin, Shenzhen in China, you have these this big tech hubs that popping up. And back in the day, we realized Switzerland is really lacking a little bit on, on that perspective. So the idea was really to, to push Switzerland or back in the day, Zurich as a, as, a, as a digital hub worldwide. What does it mean? I guess it explains a little bit how broad the whole thing is. So we, we are based in different pillars. Um, it goes from education, where we talk about lifelong learning. What does it mean? McKinsey told us or said, brought a study that 50% of the jobs will be lost in the future or will be new jobs in the future. So what does that mean? And um, that's education is one part. What, how can we change that? How can we prevent that? How can we learn for the future that our job will stay or that we relearn the skills we need for the future. So education is one. Public dialogue is another one. As you mentioned, uh, the digital talk, that's really about the, the dialogue we want to foster between the public and the, the whole topic about digital transformation. What does it mean? What does it happen? What's the fears? AI, how can we talk about it and, and really open up the discourse there? Furthermore, we, we do corporate enablement. It's all, it's all fancy names, but um, basically what we do there, we, we bring multiple parties together, uh, say the SBB, a POST and, and some NGOs, and they, they try to solve an issue that tackles them all. One, one was example, Riva Digital, where they tested 100,000 people if they have blood pressure issues. And another one was the, the e-idea, where you have a topic that tackles a lot of people or a lot of companies, but some need to find a way to work together and make it happen together. 
Okay, so who founded Digital Switzerland and, and when was it founded? So it was founded 2015 by Mark Walder. He was uh, he's heading Ringier and it was at VEF when they when they came together. Back in the day it was 10 members, so it's rather small. And back in the day it was Digital Zurich as well. Since if you if you look so at So is it an association or? Yes, exactly. Okay. So we're we're a private organization. So we are now around 160 members and we all privately funded. So the members obviously contribute to the activities of the association, right? Exactly. Okay. All right. We we talked a little bit about Digital Switzerland. What does it do? Can you talk about your activities in particular? So we touched on startup enablement, but what does that mean in terms of events or activities? You said you have a fairly large team. So what what do they do all day? (laughs) Good question. So... Yes, exactly. In startup enablement, I would say we have two main issues we, we focus on right now, or two main challenges we, we see in the Swiss ecosystem. One is really this national connectedness, I would say, I would call it. Switzerland in general, it's 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 been brought up by its by its cantons, right? We have twenty six and everyone does a little bit their own thing. So what we really work on is is connecting it closer together on a national level so that we bring the, the German side to the French side and so on. So this is one side. How can we connect the, the ecosystem itself? And the other one is how can we help it to to internationalize? And there we, we've seen as well, we have incredibly qualitative startups, but we really lack on speed sometimes. And if you look at the statistics, I think the biggest growth is after 10 years, which is really, really slow. Depends a little bit. We have a lot of deep tech and health tech startups that slows it down a little bit, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it takes a long time. And then how we grow, we normally grow to SMEs around 50 people. So I think what we can really foster, what we can really change or, or help is is infuse that and, and build it more global. Since I think digital businesses are not meant to be just for 8 million people. Right. We should build it for the world. So you mentioned that you have many members now. Uh, obviously, most of them are corporate partners, I assume. Or are there any other types of uh, partners or members that you have? Well, it's quite broad. Yeah, we have around 160. I think we're nowadays. I would say it's around 50% is is corporate partners, bigger bigger corporations, and the rest is a wild mix from SMEs to NGOs to cantons to universities and and so on. And uh, the Evo Fuller explained it quite good. I think that really resembles Digital Switzerland. It's like a gym. You're buying a membership base, but the training you have to do yourself. So it's, it depends a little bit how much effort you put in yourself, the more you get out of it. And I think that's uh, it's always a good, a good metaphor to explain Digital Switzerland. If you focus on fintech, what kind of rele- re- relevant members do you have? So we obviously have the main Swiss banks and uh, financial services, uh, a lot of insurance companies as well. And we realize as well, it's a, it's a big need or it's a, it's a big trend to go more in the innovation and in, in the startup world. I guess you see a, kind of a disruption in, in the market as well. I see a lot of new companies coming up. I mean, retail banking, for example, is always a good, um, an incredible example how fast it can evolve. Like if you look at the growth of Revolut of N26, uh, that really happened over the last couple of years. And I don't think it will slow down. So you see there's a big need in these uh, sectors to, to be innovative and to 
And we touched upon partnerships with the corporates and, you know, startup and enablement, things like this. More broadly, what is your view on disruption versus partnership? In the past, people thought, you know, everyone will be revolute and they will uh, completely displace the banks. But for some of the sectors, it looks like um, this hasn't really happened and people are turning more towards partnerships. So what do you see in Switzerland as a kind of prevalent thing? I guess if you look at innovation and corporate innovation especially, it's some things are easy and some things are harder. Um, I would differentiate it a little bit. So I think you have incremental innovation where it's more on the product side and then you have business model innovation or new markets. And the really, really hard part is disruptive innovation, like the, the first and the, and that one to do in a, in a legacy company inside a corporation, I think that's really hard. So... There you need a solution and either way you do it with external sources, with startups, or you try to do it yourself, but that's a tough one. So I think um, partnerships, we, we, I see a lot of it um, and you see what's always interesting for me is normally in the beginning you see it in the, in the first two sectors, so more in the incremental and the business model one. So it's not the, the really disruptive ideas bigger companies look for since that is not always that greatly correlated with their core business. But yeah, the, the first two pillars. And I think there you see a lot of partnerships happening with startups and so on. If it comes to disruptive solutions, that's interesting as well. If you look at, at Revolut, for me, it's in the end, it's not that disruptive. Um, I mean, it's, it's super, it's just a digital solution, really customer oriented and focused, but it's, it's not something rocket science. And, but it works. And, and why did it, didn't it happen anywhere else? I don't know, because it's, it really reshapes a little bit how you see or how you see your customer. It's all it's like Amazon. It's all customer oriented, and it's just to try to increase the the value you create for your end customer as much as possible. Or you look at sometimes more um, the, the older approach, the shareholder value approach, where you focus it more around how can you increase the maximum shareholder value and how can you you get that. And I think that's what is interesting, but a lot of people don't really focus on enough. Digital transformation is not so much about the digital part. It's more about this refocus on really creating customer value instead of creating shareholder value. And that's not always the same. And most of the new companies who do that quite good, they're normally digital. So that's, I guess, why it's called digital transformation. That's a nice segue into the next question, which is, you know, a lot of people talk about digital transformation and digital disruption, and there are many buzzwords to come with this. I think this year, number one buzzword is AI or artificial intelligence. Last year was crypto or blockchain. What changes do you foresee impacting, the, uh, impacting people in Switzerland in next five years or in the foreseeable future in a tangible way? That's a, that's a big question. So... I think it's always interesting for if you talk about AI or, or, or blockchain. So two or three years ago, blockchain was the big the big topic. Every startup that had blockchain in it was was super hot and, and attractive. Now you really have to think about it if you put it in or not. And I see it similar with AI now. Um, for me, it's more a technical layer. So blockchain is a technical layer. Artificial intelligence, in a way, is a technical layer as well, since it's something every startup from any sector can apply if they want to. It's, it's massive data and uh, intelligent learning on it. But it doesn't itself, it's, it's nothing worth it. Like, what do you make out of it? That's, that's the challenge. 
And you see that in Israel, for example, there are so many AI companies, and uh, we were just worried, and it was like, yeah, this is it's ridiculous. Everyone is just saying they're doing AI. And he said, yeah, true, but in the end, it's just a technical layer. Everyone who wants to do it and has enough data can do it. And I think that's going to happen in the startup world as well. You will have more and more companies and corporations who do it and who will access it. But the key point is really, how can you transform it into business? How can you transform it into value? And I guess that's the, the most interesting question. How can we, how does it help Switzerland and how can we help Switzerland with it? I think it's a big question since if it really will get as um, efficient as some people hope it will get, Either way, we, we don't have to work anymore and everything is automated or, uh, yeah, I don't know. We haven't figured that one out, but um, that's a little bit why we're here as well. We really want to shape this, this leap forward or this step forward to be as sustainable as possible for Switzerland and, and for the companies as well. So you explained that you're in association with a lot of different actors who obviously have different incentives and motivations as it comes to digital transformation in Switzerland. But of course, there are other initiatives or other actors in the ecosystem. Do you cooperate with, and if yes, with which ones more than others? Totally. We, we cooperate with a lot of, of, uh, of the players in the ecosystem. That's how we see ourselves, at least in the, in the startup world. We, we're kind of the neutral national platform and really trying to connect it. And for example, we cooperate with a lot of the accelerators uh, nowadays, F10, Kickstart, Climate Kick, uh, Fusion, uh, Mass Challenge. It came up a little bit in the beginning, uh, four years ago, when there weren't too many accelerators around. We initiated uh, Kickstart Accelerator itself. After two years, we, they became independent since we've seen there's a lot of different acceleration programs in, in the ecosystem. And then a year ago, we started the Swiss Acceleration Network. I really try to combine all the, the leading accelerator programs in Switzerland, share best practices, learnings and knowledge, and, and really bring them closer together. Because I think together, we, this can really help to increase the quality we provide for Swiss startups and on the international level. What are the plans for Digital Switzerland for the rest of the year and, and the years after? This year, we definitely on the international level we will go to the CES in Vegas again. We have some other conferences uh, we we setting up. So I guess there we, we tried to, we established it last year. So we, we brought together five of the leading um, governmental organization in the area of uh, representing Switzerland and bringing Swiss startups abroad and uh, created kind of together with all of them, we created this Swiss tech umbrella brand, I would say. And we really want to push that. So I think two ways we do that, we bring more startups abroad to big conferences and relevant conferences in the US, in Europe and in Asia. And we really have to work on, we Swiss are always a little bit modest in that, but I think we have great tech and we, we do good on that one. So we, we need to talk about it and push it a little bit outside our borders. If you were to appeal to aspiring entrepreneurs, where do they find you? How could they be part of your activities at Digital Switzerland? Exactly. So I, I guess join me at Kraftwerk. The, the coffee is great here and the, the co-working vibe as well. I'm most of the time here. Otherwise, just uh, drop me an email on Digital Switzerland. You find all my credentials or on LinkedIn. And we're always happy to help. We don't do like startup coaching ourselves, but we always link it to the people we think are the most relevant for the state or the situation the startup is in. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Matthias. Thank you so much.